Welcome to this week's edition of Riff Raff News and this week we'll be wondering can Rishi Sunak see the wood for the trees? And has pre-election kite flying caused a derailment? So Sean, following his summer holiday in California, much publicised <laughs> holiday in California, Rishi has emerged with themes for his new agenda, which are derived from trees. Oh. I uh, thought you might be interested in that. Mm. And so far, we have sight of cedar, which is the code name for net zero, elm, which is education, uh-huh. redwood, which is HS2. <laughs> <laughs> and hawthorn, which is health. I want to raise an objection to hawthorn because I thought it was a shrub, but maybe it isn't. Well, yeah, yeah, a bit prickly hawthorn. <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> and it's causing fun in number 10 and elsewhere because you can imagine all these sort of uh, parliamentary folk and uh, spads and what have you are running around saying, oh, sorry, got a gash, dash, I'm off for a meeting about elm or redwood. <laughs> And someone's saying, do you mean John Redwood? They said, no, 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 Redwood, HS2. So this is all going on as we speak. Um, but uh, underneath it all, some of this stuff is starting to emerge. So if we look at cedar, mm. in other words, net zero, we had what you and I would probably regard as a bit of a rowback last week on the policies towards net zero by 2050, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, headlines, just very quickly, but cars, um, which um, obviously we, we've talked about many, many times before. Um, really here, uh, there's been a delay announced on the ban of new petrol and diesel cars, which was supposed to come in in 2013 mm. is now pushed out to 2035. We have said many times on this pod that that was going to happen, mm. so I think we can pat ourselves on the back there. However, rather interestingly, and after a little bit of confusion, what's known as the zero emission mandate remains. And this is from 2024. So what's that, a year and a bit? 22% of cars sold have to be electric. Uh, rising to 80% in 2030. And there are fines of up to £15,000 per car to manufacturers if this isn't met. And this explains why at the moment the big marks are incentivising their customers to sort of purchase electric vehicles. Mm. That's quite interesting. Yeah, absolutely. um, I'm not, you know, with the, with the, the car thing, they were a bit irritated, weren't they? The the motor industry, and I can well understand that. Yeah. And I and I do feel it's like um, it's like a push me pull you at the moment. Is uh, one minute the 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 government seemed to be all in favour of I mean, all in favour of going down a a green route as quickly as possible, um, and the next minute they're pulling back ostensibly uh, on the argument that it's to help um, you know. Families under pressure and uh, That's right. uh, this time of austerity, um, but you can't help but see it as a cynical election ploy. As far as I'm concerned, it just seems to be that 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 what they're looking for is to save money for families um, in in the lead up to the election, and whether they do that by cutting other things and what have you, and providing money to to effectively bribe the electorate as we come into the election yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it's clearly it's clearly an election ploy 100 mm. percent election ploy uh because you could argue that 
he, he could have done all this when he was re-elected, mm. if he's going to be re-elected. But yeah, the car industry has every right to be up in arms because these mm. are long tail production lines, aren't they? You can't just switch no. your production. So what, what's going to happen is the industry is going to charge on, no pun intended, charge on with increasing manufacture of electro, electric vehicles mm. uh, because they're already on that path. So you can't, you can't sort of row back on it. And of course, in other countries, they're ahead of us anyway uh, in terms of, of incentives to consumers in particular. Mm. So, you know, it could be that we're a bit of an outlier there. But it's worth saying it's not just about cars. Other other sort of snippets you may have heard. So you take oil, mm. uh, LPG and coal to households. This was all going to be banned. Um, uh, but so that's now been pushed back to 2035 from 2026. So it's a massive pushback, nine mm. years. Mm. And this avoids homeowners having to pay ten to fifteen thousand to upgrade homes in three years' time. Yeah. That does sound sensible to me. I mean that that would have been ridiculous for people to have to upgrade their yeah, properties. I don't would, even know how. Would that ultimately would that have happened? That would have required um, state intervention, wouldn't it, to be able to help? You think so? Yeah. There's no way any government of any colour would have been able to burden families with having to spend that sort of money out even if they had it i think that that would wouldn't have you know come to fruition i think there's a bit of a no. it's a bit like some of the other things he he was talking about in that particular speech that he made wasn't it about um how he was um uh i'm just trying to think of what they were now he was scrapping this and oh the the six bins you need to have he was going to scrap that and uh, he was scrapping something and a lot of them turned out to be things that weren't even within his you know his realm of responsibility for example the bins thing would have been something that would have been dealt with by local authorities, local authorities yeah yeah no i mean there it was fact checked and there was mm. quite a few gaps my favorite was the meat tax uh, which was <laughs> which was never <laughs> some sort of rumor that you'd be taxed if you had meat uh, but anyway that's we haven't really got time to go into that now others that you might be familiar with which are worth mentioning um the on um, good news the boiler upgrade scheme mm. um this scheme has increased the grant if people want to replace their gas boilers with um, say air source heat pump from mm. 5k to seven and a half thousand i think that was long overdue that's welcome isn't it certainly that's at least a 10k gig yeah. uh, still well below germany france and the swiss who reckon they're, they're all sort of in the fifteen thousand euros bracket yeah so, unfor unfortunately to balance that off though he's taken yeah. that he had a similar scheme available for commercial um boilers and that's gone He's taken that away at the same time that he's introduced yeah. more of a more ability for for domestics. So, yeah. well, the other and the other big one I didn't know that, but the other big one is he scrapped the plan for landlords to have to upgrade rentals to E or above. I mean, crikey, I don't know what living in E <laughs> like, by two hundred two thousand twenty five and C or above by two thousand twenty eight. I. I'm not sure that's such a good thing. I know they're worried mm. about the number of landlords leaving the buy-to-let market because of interest rates and the changing in the tax regime. Um, but, yeah. Doesn't so, seem such a good idea to me. Uh, doesn't seem uh, such a good idea, no. Yeah. Um, good landlords will continue anyway because yeah. a good landlord will know that the better the property, the higher the rent. So I don't think they'll be too worried about that. Quite interesting. And there's also... Sorry, go on. 
so the, my final point, just to round it off, I know there's a lot more in here, but I've tried to pick the sort of top top notch stuff. Um, energy infrastructure. He announced new reforms to improve the time tape and taken to build new grid infrastructure. As it can take, it's a funny figure, 14 years to uh, to build new energy infrastructure, which is an incredibly long time. Mm. And uh, we can be reassured that Claire Coutinho. The Climate and Energy Secretary will release details soon, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Yeah, this this yeah. is all very. Um, I mean, it almost feeds back into the conversation that we had last week on the pod about uh, Liz Truss and her ideas, doesn't it? Because there's a lot of symmetry between what what he's doing now and what she was suggesting yes. to be done. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and it's a funny one, isn't it? Because it's he's basically unwinding the things that his own government. Yeah. he was part of wound in not well, so long ago to listen to government ministers at the moment you'd think they only took office nine months ago wouldn't you they're, they're, a lot of them are talking about how how we need to rectify the mistakes of the past as you quite rightly say and the mistakes of the past are things that they've been responsible I mean some mm. of the um, some of the things that, 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 that being put through were, are upsetting some of the ministers I mean, I'm trying to think of the guy who was at COP 20, you remember COP 26 was it? Alec. Alec Sharma yeah who was, who was in Glasgow on on, on uh, uh, release, day release from Boris Johnson's government to, uh, and obviously Boris is upset by all this as well because they, you know, they were intent on forcing ahead and it does rather call into question you've been talking about it before I know on this pod um, how we're meant to be competing with the Americans in terms of getting involved in green industry because this is going to kick us back down down the road again. Um, and even Al Gore, I don't know whether you saw him commenting on... Uh, I I didn't, no, but I could mm. imagine because it's, 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 it's right up his alley, isn't it? Yeah, he wasn't terribly impressed with, with these uh, retrograde steps. But no. I can see how it politically... I can see what they're hoping it will do. I'm not sure the polls are showing that that's actually happened yet. Though. Well, they're not moving, are they? Um, no. But uh, so anyway, just to keep keep track of how many trees we've talked about so far, this mm. that was cedar. Right. I'll be briefer with the others. Elm, which is education, we heard last week about the sort of idea of reforming A levels, making sure that all um, English students continue to study maths and English up to 18 and um, this idea of the British I can never say Luriot I mean this comes he's he's passionate about um, we know he's passionate about maths uh, but also the need to study English it's it's about half of 18 year olds it's a bigger number than I realised take A levels and typically sit three A levels at the moment so Mm. these are big huge changes you these these they were great, but yeah, yeah. but that that's not going to happen overnight. And it's something he floated uh, during his leadership campaign uh, against Liz Truss. Mm. So that's that's Elm. Um, I'm, I I won't talk about uh, Redwood um, because that's HS two, and I know you've got some thoughts on that. Yeah. But the final the final tree stroke shrub is health. And we haven't heard much about other than the the workforce plan we heard about a little while ago. I guess we're going to hear something soon. But of course, all of this is leading up to the party conference, where apparently his speech is going to be twice the length 
of Liz's Trust, <laughs> which which just just made me laugh. Really, I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the Tory Party conference because she's meant to be going, isn't she? I, don't I didn't know, know that. Boris is on Cherry's face there or not? I don't know whether he's um, persona non grata within. Well, la- last year it was a question of. It was nobody was there, was there? Everyone no. found a reason not to be there apart from those protesters. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. a bit of fun, and and it was only three, four years ago where where the um, the letters were falling off on Liz Truss's head, if I remember rightly. And the cough suite. Do you remember the cough yeah, suite? The cough suite. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and she came on to Dancing Queen, if I remember rightly as well. Uh, yeah, ill-advised. Anybody so, listening to this wouldn't have seen my dancing actions there. No, they would have been blessed with not having to watch that. <laughs> but anyway, this is it, trees. So it, it makes you wonder what the next tree... I would have thought there should be an oak there, a good British oak. would have thought that might come yes. around. Yeah, yeah, you would have thought that would have been top of the list, the oak, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or, you know, as things are progressing, the weeping willow might need to be introduced <laughs> as well. <laughs> because I, I, I don't know how this fits in with the, the, the five priorities of the trees replacing the priorities. Well, I think I think he's given up on the five. Well, he's, he had a win with inflation, didn't he? Because I think we're on target to reach that now. Yeah. But... Uh, but yeah, I don't know, and it's it, 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 it. But it's politicians, isn't it? They get bored with their constructs after That's about nice. six months, and the public get totally bored after about six minutes. So um, I think it's it is what it is. Uh, I think it, it. He's he's been away on holidays, come back. He's chatted to Levido, his strategist, yeah, and they've said, look, you've got basically eighteen months. To, to do this so this is this is what we need to do it's got to look hasn't it as though they're reinvigorated and full of energy for for yep. new ideas even though they've been in power for 13 years and yes. they look tired and stale didn't they before yes. they went to Panama. and now they just look as though i mean he's been to disneyland hasn't he that that that's probably yeah that probably helped probably yeah, yeah it, it, uh, but i i think i think the theme here is everything's being scrapped if you look at it we're scrapping Mm. all the net zero ideas um we're scrapping a levels uh, i don't know what we're scrapping in health yet uh, and i think that's a lovely link to hs2 yeah. and what you're going to talk about yeah there's lots of things opening up as well isn't there? there's lots of gaps opening up in the sense that i i i sense over the next year or so we're going we're going down the brexit road again i can see the brexit road opening up already that so Keir Starmer only has to catch a ferry across the channel and he's betrayed Brexit and, and you know, this was he was seen outside Interpol, wasn't he, talking about the that suddenly oh, yes. it's gone off the it's gone off the boil over the last few weeks. We're not we're not hearing anything about um Suella's um campaign to uh, to stop the boats and that that seems to and we've still got the barge floating around Portland. Well, I know you're the, keeping a close eye on the barge. I am. The, the, the otherwise known as... The, we ought to call it the Bibby Stockholm, to be fair. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's... Um, yeah. Was it, well, did we establish why it was called anything to do with Stockholm? Wasn't, uh, it wasn't from... No, but from we knew... <laughs> all we knew is it was owned by Bibby. <laughs> and, and that's, 
Yes. And it's a silly name anyway, isn't it? Bibby? Yes. But but the I did I did find it quite amusing that uh, Sakir had gone on about securing some sort of better trade deal for the UK. Mm. And uh, I can't remember the name of the um, the politician, but one of the sort of European politicians said, "We've got enough problems with our own. We're not. You decided to leave, so we're not giving you a better deal. <laughs> so good luck with that one, Sakir." Well, we've we've mentioned it already, but let's go on and have a chat about Project Redwood, isn't it? This one, uh, Redwood, yeah, yeah. Um, although they the the piece that I read, they've actively denied, even though he's totally against it, that it's anything to do with uh, our friend John, um, who's been on <laughs> who's been on the scene for a number of years. Um, he was one of um, uh, John Major's. Um, bastards, wasn't he? Do you remember the bastards? Yes. I, I'm sorry, I can never think about John Redwood without remembering him trying to mime the Welsh national anthem. That's that's the best one for me. <laughs> yes, he's um, yeah, he's the best prime minister we know. Had. <laughs> um, <laughs> so HS2, because there's been a lot of um, toing and froing with regard mm. to HS2 over the last few days. Um, uh, it was leaked over the weekend, I think, in a, uh, late last week, that the government were thinking of scrapping um, uh, the link between Birmingham and Manchester. I don't know whether you, um, you probably do, I'm sure, but I don't know whether you know HS2 in its original, originally envisaged by Gordon Brown, was like a Y shape, mm. went up to Birmingham and then it sp spread yeah, on two sort of. Yeah. Uh, two arms. One went uh, further up towards uh, Manchester, and the other one went up into into deepest Yorkshire yeah. to Leeds. Leeds, yeah. Um, and then and, se uh, several links in between as well, wasn't it? And there were there, yeah. yeah, there were other things in between. Like I think there was a spur off to Manchester Airport, for example, yeah. and there was even talk of it going to Blackpool at one point. Mm. So I understand. But um, the, we got some facts and figures here, so. Let me ask you first. I'm going to oh, turn this into a quiz and Crazy, see whether yeah. you can... Okay, yeah. I'll give it a go. So, um, in terms of uh, when, it, when it first raised its head, the yeah. whole project, yeah. who, who, whose um, government proposed this? I'm going to go, because it's, it's been around for a long, long time, so I'm going to say it would be Gordon Brown's government. Correct. Ding. We Ooh. want to make this a proper. Ooh. This a is proper a good quiz. start. Oh, yeah. I feel at least I'm. I'm not got nil point like the other week. That's good. <laughs> um, so as I said, it was a Y-shaped network which yeah. would go from London, Euston to Birmingham with two spurs to Manchester and Leeds. Um, you should know this because I know you've probably travelled this particular journey. How long does a trip between London and Manchester? take at the moment these are Ooh, average times I have travelled that journey hmm. um, London and Manchester I do know this but I've also done London to Birmingham and it's confusing me hmm. I'm going to go two hours twenty minutes not bad not bad two hours fifteen oh so you're five, five minutes out oh surely there's a tolerance here <laughs> <laughs> Well, there might be a half a point there, maybe. A half a point, OK. Um, so, high-speed rail, HS2. Yep. yep. Same journey. Yep. How long? <laughs> well, obviously, <laughs> I've not travelled that. No. I'm going to say 
one hour, 55 minutes? No, no, it's a lot less than that. Okay, one and a half hours? No. An hour? One hour, 11. What, the same journey? Yeah, the same journey. That's incredible. I, 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 in that case, I'm embarrassed. I didn't realise it was that. That's astonishing, isn't it? I was quite is, taken that aback. That is incredible. I thought, you know, that I is didn't incredible. Think say that. Um, so under what government was uh, the Leeds leg axed? Oh, I say no. God, the Leeds leg? Mm. That wasn't that far long ago. Uh, a Boris? Yes. Ding. Two you and a half right points. Well. Yeah, two and a half. You keeping you keeping count, are you? Well, I am because I got yeah. absolutely slaughtered a couple of weeks okay. ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're going to go back in time, back to Gordon Brown, then. Right. Right. Back to two thousand and ten. Yeah. Um, and the estimate oh. of how much the entire <laughs> the entire project would cost. Uh, twenty-seven and a half billion. That's not bad either. Thirty billion. It was okay. at that point. Okay. Yeah. And and today, if we were looking at the whole project, um, how much do you think the the oh, okay. experts are saying it would the whole cost thing the whole thing as it one hundred and ten billion were we to do it? Well, it's uh, uh, north, if you'll excuse the pun, of a hundred billion. So yes, so okay. it might be one hundred and ten billion. So you're doing well, doing really uh, well. Oh uh, uh, yeah. I should be a consultant on this project, don't you think? Yeah, we should, yes. I think they could do with a consultant like you in terms of how it's going at the moment. So the rolling on, the estimated cost of London to Birmingham, which is the section um, that, 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 is that is being built in place yeah. now, yeah, yeah. Um, was uh, how much do you think that was estimated at in 2019? 2019. Yeah, that was the last last figures I could find. Oh um, God! Just the London to Birmingham. Yeah, just section. the London to Birmingham. I'm mm. just going to go. It obviously would have gone up a lot. Mm. I'm going to say 35 billion. 44.6. Okay, so billion. not quite right, but not far. Um, yeah. Okay. And, and obviously that that section alone in 2019 then was estimated to be more than the whole thing would have estimated. You know, yeah, cost of course. In, yeah, yeah. Um, and just to put that into some sort of comparative, um, last year's defence budget was 55.5 yeah, billion. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, a, it's a huge amount. Um, and, okay, so when was the original project um, was due to be completed by when? Okay. The whole thing. So... Just remind me when, when what year did it kick 20, off? 2013, it was voted through well, it would be, the Commons. I'm going to go because it would probably be a 10 year. Two, 2023. 2033, to be fair. No, way out. Which way is, out. Which is a, well, 10 years from now. Okay, 20 year um, project. Okay. And, and, and now the London to Birmingham section is due to be open by 2033. Crikey. Um, of which. Uh, they haven't done a lot at the moment, um, and you're probably aware it was scheduled to terminate at Euston, Euston the London yeah. end. Yeah. But they cut that back to a place called, um, and I'd never heard of it before, Old Oak Common. Oh you yes, know, and then you get a shuttle Oak bus Common. or something, don't you? Well, I'm not quite <laughs> sure what you do from there. 
Put your roller skates on. (laughs) Train replacement service. It's like the. It's like the. um, It's like the uh, the Ryanair telling you you're flying to Rome and you're stuck thirty miles outside. Old Oak Common. um, Yeah, it's it's six miles short of Euston, but apparently by stopping it there, the extra bit between the six miles between there and Euston is saving 4.8 billion um, which in the greater scheme of the whole project does seem to be a bit bizarre doesn't it's in it? the round I was just, I, if you're going to do it do it properly well quite um, and just just a, another little tidbit uh, 30,000 jobs are supported by the construction of HS2 um, including about 1,300 apprenticeships which is a bit mm. worrying because it, uh, I mean, I suppose we're not. It's not scrapping the whole thing. So um, the context: the Birmingham to Manchester section has already cost two point three billion, which is unrecoverable. But thirty four billion could be saved if the remainder is shelved. So um, that's that's uh, so say the independent. Um, so that's quite a saving, isn't it? Thirty-four billion to be able to put into the into the back pocket for pre-election bribes, for want of a better word, as we as we head up to the next general election. Do you want to hear what some of the um, some of the main characters think? Should we, have a, should we have a guess here? Should we have oh, a game? Right. Well, another, I'm still in competition game? mode. Right. Okay. Go no. for it. Maybe, and I'll, I'll read you the quote. Oh, right. And then you can tell me who tell you me think who said that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, who thinks what? And we're looking initially at those people who um, are in favour of the project. So, okay. Um, who's uh, uh, actually no? This isn't who's in favour of the project. Okay. But you're fine. Who's suggested that the scheme is out of control? Out of control. Hmm. And this uh, is somebody quite surprising. Might not have been a recent quote, but it, it's um. Scheme is out of control. Someone surprising. In so, why is it surprising? Give me a clue. Because um, it might be somebody that's very closely associated with um, dealing with it now. Ah, right. Well, I would imagine it would be Sunak. Close. Jeremy Hunt. Jeremy Hunt. I was going to say yeah. Hunt. Yeah, okay. Uh, and who said um, that the government could not cannot write an open-ended cheque if costs continue to rise. That is Sunak. That's definitely Sunak. No, that's Grant Chaps. Okay, yeah. Um, oh, I'm not doing very well here. Yeah. So, uh, and now we've got we've got two grandees, if you like, or yeah. one grandee and yeah. one less grandee. It would be an act of huge self-harm and be a decision of such short-sightedness that we urge the Prime Minister, don't do it. How could ever again we claim to be levelling up when you cancel the biggest levelling up project in the country? The remaining stump, little more than a shuttle service from Birmingham to a London suburb, would be an international symbol of our decline. Sounds like Boris. That's George Osborne. George Osborne. I knew you were going to say George Osborne. (laughs) And Michael Hesseltine. What strange bedfellows we bring together. Yeah, they wrote yeah, a joint yeah, yeah. article yeah. that's been released today. Um, and th- you should be able to tell this, officer, by, by what he's saying. I was Transport Secretary at the time the project was confirmed by David Cameron's government. Yeah. 
Oh, we did a lot of work studying the options and whether we could descope the project in order to reduce costs. And all the conclusions were that it had to go to Manchester and it had to go into Euston. Anything else was a false economy that would leave us with a white elephant. And I don't see anything that has changed since that study. Transport Secretary? Hmm. No longer a minister? Or? No longer a minister. No, he, he was um, he was one that was... That was um, it, when he rebelled against um, against Boris, he was one that was sort of shuffled off into the into the long grass. Uh, 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 no, struggling. Sorry. Philip Hammond. Hammond, former chancellor. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Um, next one: scrapping HS two rips the heart out of the Northern Powerhouse Rail. Basically, it would leave the north of England with Victorian infrastructure probably for the rest of this century. If we're trapped with that old infrastructure and the southern half of the country gets new lines, that is a recipe for the north-south divide to become the north-south chasm, the very opposite of the levelling up that we were promised in this parliament. Andy Berman. Andy Burnham. Ding! Oh! <laughs> Jesus, that was probably the hardest one of the lot. It was. Yeah. A few more. The reported oh. decision to scrap the scheme's northern leg was total treasury-driven nonsense. And it made no sense at all <laughs> to a mutilated HS2. That's Boris. It is the height of insanity. It sounds like Churchill, so the height of insanity to announce... All this just before a party conference in Manchester. No wonder that the Chinese universities teach the constant cancellation of UK infrastructure as an example of what is wrong with democracy. Well, in, in, I, I heard that quote or mm. read it somewhere or something. And actually, I, this is something we've spoken about before. And the Chinese, you've got to look at the positives of all cultures. And mm. they take a thousand-year view of their investment projects. Yes. And I think if you take a thousand, there's this obsession with payback in this mm. country, five years, ten years. But if you take a thousand year view, then, or even a hundred. It's not going to take quite that long to build it, but I'll take your point. But, but if you take a hundred year view mm. on the investment, then it makes a lot of sense. And, and there was some guy talking about capacity constraints. I hadn't even thought about this. It's one mm. of the issues of, say, um, Birmingham to Manchester, is the, the existing roles just have capacity. You cannot get more seats on, you cannot go more trains on, mm. let alone the speed of the things. And, and, and this is this this is why you, you want faster trains. I, I, I must admit, I think I'm... I think it's a backward step. Mm. I, I do understand that it is a black hole and it does appear to be running out of control but I think, firstly, if you're going to build it, build it properly, Birmingham into Euston. Mm. And then the other legs, I've forgotten which review it was, but the one where they said you definitely would then do Birmingham to Manchester. Mm. I know, I, I agree with you. I think if we, if we roll back to when it was um, envisaged, I'm not sure I would have gone ahead with it in the first place. I think I'd have looked at broader base spending in terms of transport rather than putting all your eggs in that yeah, one possibly. basket. Yeah. But having committed to it, I think you then need to follow it through. I think I, I was listening to somebody on the, the radio the other day who was saying with all of these infrastructure projects, 
sometimes you just have to be committed to not balancing your budget if you're going to go ahead with these sort of things in the in the expectation that as you quite rightly said in terms of the long-term project that it will that it would be more beneficial over over the longer term as and as and when it's built if you look across the channel i'm just always amazed to think that we're trying to put something in place that the French with the TGV have had in place since the yeah. 80s, basically. Yeah. We're sort of 40 years behind the curve yeah. already. Yeah. And, and and now we're looking at doing one small segment. I mean, you, you almost, again, think that have, when we were going for this project, we ought to have been looking to all the major cities of the UK to link up. I mean, there's an element that, that I have that, 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 that I, I feel that, there's always talk of the north, but you know we're talking about the connections between Manchester and London. Even now, you can get between Manchester and London quicker than you can between Manchester uh, between London and Bristol. I mean, it's it's, it's um, nobody talks about the southwest, but the southwest is a fairly um, deprived area, and especially in Cornwall, with regard to. Um, so the links, but I, coming back to the, the the basis of it, I I agree with you. I think that maybe we ought to have been a bit more um, forward thinking. And I don't really. <laughs> I suppose again, this goes back to Liz Trust to a degree, doesn't it? Um, maybe his thinking is that he can't be seen to. Some would argue be borrowing to make these tax cuts in the lead up to the next general election, but if he cancels or postpones infrastructure projects then it can't be seen as borrowing do you think but it feels more like fa- selling the family silver doesn't it because mm. if if it doesn't make any sense to reduce income tax and not deliver these long-term projects mm. and that that that's not something i would want i just uh, let, let's deal with other other sort of issues in the fiscal system uh, but 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 deliver the long-term projects which are going to be there forever these things always overrun um not far from from where we live um mm. brunel's famous suspension bridge ran out of money mm. but it's been there for you know hundreds of years now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one's saying that was a bad idea no no i yeah i think we're in agreement on this aren't we that they the Worryingly, yeah, yeah, they should, they should have held to their, um, to their original, because it's just money, money wasted if it's not. I mean, the idea as well of this coming into a, a wonderful place though it might be, Old Oak Common, seems to me that you you save that huge speed increase to save that time to get to London per se, but then and to get to Central trains. London. It's wasted, yes. Yeah. You then have to get on the old shuttle bus, yeah, mm. to get into the city. But mm. hey ho. So well, we shall watch what happens um, in terms of the backpedalling on this over the over the coming week. So um, just to tail off this week, then we we've got um, some uh, in case you missed it freewheeling ideas. Um, have you heard, Guy, about the Chancellor's new ideas with regard to ISA allowances? No, I haven't, no. Um, I think this may be another... I'm not sure where it comes under the trees, actually. Is there a tree for... Oh, for no, I don't think there's a tree for ISAs. There's no tree for ISAs. Uh, it, well, it should really be oak, shouldn't it, from little acorns? Well, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. should be well, oak. 
He's looking to increase the uh, ISO allowance to 30,000 from 20,000. Right. But um, supposedly that extra 10,000 will be um, ring-fenced to money invested into companies listed on the London Stock Exchange. Okay. So I guess he's, he's, you know, the principle being that, that money in theory will be useful in this country to build businesses in this country. But we'll see. So... Um, do you think that's a good idea, or do you think that's a- uh, well? Let's just think about the reasons he'd do that. Hunt's been quite rightly increasingly worried about the number of um, companies that are no longer listing mm. on the London Stock Exchange. In fact, choosing to list uh, on the uh, U.S. Stock Exchange, and also sort of that we don't have an equivalent of the Nasdaq, the technology. No. Index, so that's probably one one reason, and obviously the other reason would be the the chance to help uh, a UK businesses or London listed because they don't have to be UK, but London listed mm. businesses raise capital. So that's that's fine. Um, I think it's probably broad enough to offer diversity from a risk point of view. If you because you. you the, the only downside of it, it's it's un, it's unusual for governments to force an investor to concentrate their assets in that way. I don't mm. know if there's a similar scheme in the US, for example, but it does mean that your fortunes are very much linked to probably the FTSE 250 mm. as opposed to the FTSE 100. So that's an interesting one yeah. from an investment advice point of view. You could argue that they're not forcing you, they're just encouraging you, aren't they? Yeah, that's sense. true. You know, you could so still invest wherever you want, but you won't get the benefits of a tax-free wrapper. Yes, it would probably cause advisors a bit of a headache because, you know, normally an advisor would would suggest a, a very diverse spread, you know, some in, say, mm. uh, London Stock Exchange, some in um, American, some in Europe, little bit in emerging markets you know so whether they would feel happy but of course if you if you were going to do it anyway or if you would have done it if you could have had those tax breaks then then that's fine mm. i do hear there's quite a few the country's got quite a few isa millionaires have you heard of that expression no, no i haven't these these are people who have been investing in isas or their uh, earlier uh, incarnation, which was called PEPs. Do you remember mm. those personal equity plans? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and if you'd done that since the beginning, you'd now be an ISA millionaire. That makes sense, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a little bit here and there. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, one one other leading, uh, you know, an aside from that, that question, actually, with regard to investments on the London Stock Exchange, mm. um, because a lot of our a lot of our listeners will know, as as I know you will, that, that when you when you look to invest money in stocks and shares, and you go to an advisor, they will ask what level of risk you you're looking for, whether you're looking for high, medium, or, or low level risk. Yep. Um, they will. And it, if you'd have taken me back to the days when we in our salad days when we were young and working for banks and what have you, I would have said at that time that the, your your low-risk investments would have been institutions such as banks. Um, but looking at the London uh, Stock Exchange now, mm. Mm. what are you, what are you, without giving investment advice, if I was saying to you, what do you think are the 
the rock-solid, low-risk investment, not quite the same as it used to be, is it? No, I mean, you know, who can believe that in 2008, uh, the most famous names in the UK high street banking were going bust? Mm. So, it that well, if a, if a, if a UK bank can go bust, then then mm. anything can. Um, but if but if you took that out of the equation and say, well, banks are now much better capitalised, so they should be relatively safe. Mm. If you look at the likes of um, you know, people are always going to have to eat, so the supermarkets should be get, yeah. relatively safe. Yeah. Uh, you've got the um, the oil companies listed, haven't you? Shell, yes. BP. People are always going to need, yes, uh, whether you agree with it or not, fossil fuels at that, the moment. That's true. So, I mean, so the, 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 you naturally gravitate to the FTSE 100 because they're mm. the bigger firms. As, as uh, time rolls on, the oil thing mm. is going to get a bit more... Um, a bit more of a dodgy investment, I would suggest, because they're going to need to um, reset, uh, recalibrate, yeah. aren't they? In terms yeah, of, yeah, they are. Um, the banks, as you quite rightly say, I, I remember again when, when we were younger that um, Lloyd's, the bank I always uh, uh, have worked for in my time, as I know you have, they were always when when I'd started working for banks, they were always seen as the boring bank because they they didn't take any weren't perceived to be taking any risks at all, steady as she goes. And I think it was Sir Jeremy Morse who was the the chairman at the time, way, way, way back. This is back in the eighties. Um, but they're just they're just not they they steady as she goes doesn't doesn't um, cut it now. There's not there doesn't seem to be much in the way of capital growth for from the banks at all, does there really? It's not uh, not hardly any. Mm. Uh, the Again, this mustn't turn into an investment no, discussion, no. but no. You, the, the, you actually start to look at, say, Lloyd's, and mm. its main benefit is its yield. Yeah. What it pays is if you're looking for income, yeah, yeah, and you could put that into an ISA. So I yeah. guess the, the, where, where my mind went when you talked about this was you'd have a spread of investments, but of course you don't have to, do you? I guess this this new limit would be for a single investment you in could, one. You could just put it all in one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, fine. Yeah, I suppose you find you, yeah. Going to make it difficult, as you quite rightly say, for for IFAs to um, to look at this particular... But what they normally say is, you know, the very first thing you should do is make sure you're using all your tax allowances, mm. so be mm. it ISA, income tax, pension, yeah. capital yeah. gains allowances. Okay, well, um, in case you missed it, Sean, I was very tickled by um, the How tickled I am. Tick- <laughs> yes, indeed, <laughs> uh, by uh, the 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 team at Greg's. You know, our favourite oh, yeah. sausage roll, um, bacon butty, uh, chicken shop. slice. Yeah, I like yeah, chicken I, slice. Yeah. I think I've said before that I actually I've worked in the town where they had their first ever Greg's Gosforth oh, in. I, th- I think you're about to say you worked in Greg's. No, That's something you haven't told me before. No, I haven't, but um, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I will one day. But uh, anyway, I noticed um, that um, they've uh, spruced up Richmond branch uh, with um, beautiful pictures of the Thames, with uh, you know people rowing and mm. sitting on the banks and all that yeah. sort of thing. And that would have been great, except for uh, it was in the wrong Richmond. 
<laughs> they did this coincidentally in Rishi Sunak's uh, constituency, Greg's, oh, and yeah. the customers of um, said Greg's are now probably, well, they are wondering why they've got these beautiful pictures of the River Thames to look at whilst they're eating their vegan sausage roll and having maybe their coffee. It's, maybe it's aspirational. Maybe that's what they're looking at. They're trying to, if you work hard in the constituency of the Prime Minister, that you could end up in, in, in Richmond on Thames if you want to. I'm not suggesting... Well, I didn't you know. think about that, but that's a good shout. <laughs> I just hope they haven't changed it. I think it's hilarious. And it comes down to one of those things. We've all done it. We've all cocked up at work. Yeah. So I hope they don't shoot the person who did it. Yeah. But it's one of it's one of those things where you can easily do it, can't you? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it does. I mean, it leads into my my um, my final story in a minute. But oh, yeah. You could argue, couldn't you, that um, they probably had loads of visitors to that branch of Greg's, which they wouldn't have anticipated prior to this yeah. story breaking. Absolutely. Because people have gone in there to see the pictures on the walls, and they'll they'll buy something, and their their sales have probably skyrocketed far more than were they just to have opened a, a normal branch. So, do you th- do you think this was an accident, or do you think this was? I think it was probably an accident, mm. but it's one where obviously they'll take the publicity because yeah. it's funny. Yeah, it is funny. Yeah. yeah no. So, uh, well, good good luck to them, and I hope whoever was responsible just learns from it, Absolutely. and they're not too they're not too rough with him <laughs> or her. Sorry. <laughs> well, uh, I'm finally going to end up with a bit of utter nonsense. Did you, did you <laughs> utter nonsense? <laughs> Go on. Then. Um, so, Tesco's are in hot water, or yeah. supposedly in hot water. Yeah. Um, about. Guernsey and Jersey cows. Have you heard right. this? No. Um, they've they've they're rationalising their milk offering, and okay. prior to this, apparently they've offered Jersey milk yeah. and Guernsey milk. I used to have a lot of this when I was a kid. You 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 never had? No, Guernsey no. I was uh, only fed the cheap stuff, Sean. It's very yeah. <laughs> it's very creamy. I mean, it's a lovely milk. Very. I mean, very. Um, premium range, very uh, upmarket. But like I say, they're rationalising their milk offering and they're no longer going to offer uh, Guernsey milk. They're just going to offer Jersey milk, which is far more widely available anyway. But in doing so, what Mm -hmm. they've managed to do is they've redesigned the label for their Jersey milk and managed to plonk uh, a, a photo of a Guernsey cow on the front, Right. which has obviously upset everybody. The, uh, the Guernsey farmers are upset because their cow's milk is supposedly completely different in taste and mm. the cows look completely different. And obviously the Jersey the Jersey farmers are, are livid because they don't get a picture of their cow on the front of their on no. the front of their milk. No. Um, now coming back to what your previous story about Greg's, Yes. I, I'm a bit of an old cynic because my uh, my dear old mum, when she was around, used to say that, um, you know, like the uh, the adage in show business, uh, no publicity is bad publicity. Yeah, I think and there's something I'm convinced that this is a, a, a bit of a contrived controversy uh, in the sense that I'm, I'm not sure anybody's all that. But what it will do is those people of a certain age 
um, myself included, will be sitting in our armchairs watching this particular story break, and it'll it'll jog our memories about Jersey and Guernsey milk for that matter, and and, and make us think, well, wouldn't that be nice on our cornflakes tomorrow morning? A bit more, a bit more luxury in these um, in these uh, hardened times in terms of uh, taking us back to a. A childhood where where there's a bit more money to spend back to the 70s to the 60s and 70s um interesting what tesco's have said and they've had a <laughs> spokesman and and he said our finest whole milk recently changed from milk from both guernsey and jersey cows to solely jerseys we are in the process of updating the photo on the bottle to ah. a jersey cow so there you are. Mm. So, so it's all going to happen. It will be Jersey. What did they cows. say? We won't be showing that particular cow anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> I think we'll move on out. <laughs> well, that's it for this week. Uh, we hope you enjoyed Riff Raff News. Please leave some comments on the app or on our Facebook page. And uh, please subscribe and then episodes will drop automatically into your podcast feed.